Hey there, thanks for checking out my podcast. This episode was recorded originally as a video, so if you'd prefer to watch it, head over to my YouTube channel. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. I want to talk about some wheel trading tips and we'll take a look at a few wheel trades live. The option wheel strategy is a really fascinating strategy and as you know, I love it. I've been using this strategy to generate more than $50,000 in realized profits this year and I have this one pesky position that is uh, putting a damper on all this happiness that is down $65,000. So today we're going to talk about what to look out for when you are trading the wheel. What stocks should you trade? What stocks should you avoid by all means? What is important in terms of strike price and expiration and all the good stuff. So let's get started and let's actually jump on the iPad right away and let's take a look at a few live examples here. And in order to do this, I bring up the PowerX Optimizer, which is the scanner that I personally use to find the very best opportunities according to the wheel. We see that right now there is four stocks that are coming up right now. And when I say right now, today, as I am doing this live show here, it is September 23rd and it is right now 2.35 p.m. Central Time, which means T minus 25 markets will close in 25 minutes. So we still have live data. So four stocks that are coming up. This were just in general, let me explain of why I like certain stocks and why I don't like certain stocks. So first of all, if you're absolutely new to the wheel trading strategy, let me just explain to you the wheel trading strategy in a nutshell. It's basically only three steps. Step number one, we are selling put options and collecting premium. Step number two, when selling put options, we might or might not got assigned because when you're selling a put options, it means that you're selling it at a strike price. If the stock stays above the strike price, we're good. If it dips below the strike price, you're getting assigned. Now you own the stock and now you get to step number three, selling calls. Sounds easy enough, right? And uh, by the way, if uh, if you're new to the wheel trading strategy, take a look at this. It's a book that I've written on it. Uh, I'll post the link here. You can have it for $4.95. I'll ship it to you. Or I also have some more videos for you and I'll link to them in the description. So anyhow, now that we know the basic rules here, let's talk about the first one that is popping up here right now. So DKNG, DraftKings. If you see here, a strike price of 48 is suggested. This means if you're marking it here on the chart, it is right here. So we would sell a put with a strike price of 48. And for this, we're collecting premium. Right now we would collect, you can see it here, 41 cents per option. So that's a $41 per option. And then use your calculator to see how many of these options you should sell. $41 is not bad, especially since we have only eight days to expiration. So it expires next week, which is good. It would allow us a drop of 8%. So this means the DraftKings can plummet another 8% and we are still fine. Just looking at the numbers, it does look pretty good. But the key question here is, do you want to own DKNG at $48. So, and there's, there's two important things here. The first is, do you want to own the stock? So do you want to own DraftKings? What do you know about DraftKings? Do you like their business model? And we, we can just look here at the chart and we can actually switch over to trading view and I'll bring up DKNG. 
So a few things that I like to see is, first of all, are they profitable? Are they a growth stocks or are they a value stock? This is where we can quickly look at the earnings and we can also look at the income statement. And you see the two income statements that we only have because they haven't been traded at an exchange for that long. Don't really care about this at this point, but I just want to look at a weekly chart so that you get the idea. Looking at the weekly chart, you see that at some point they started trading in 2019. So around for 2019, this is when they started trading. Now, as you can see in 2019, they reported a little bit of revenue and they reported a loss. This is what this means here. This is below the zero line. So this means in 2019, they reported a loss. Now, as you can see for 2020, their revenue, what would you say? It looks like it doubled to me. So revenue doubled, however, what do you think about this loss? It looks like it got 10 times worse. So what does this mean? The company is slightly growing, but posting a huge big loss. If we look now at the quarterly, this was the, the annually, and we can switch to a quarterly to get a better idea here. And I'm also zooming in. Then we see, okay, it is getting better. Their revenue is pretty stable. Do you see this? The revenue is not actually, they're not growing the loss is getting better, but they're still posting a loss. So the question is, do you want to own DraftKings? Do you like this company? A company that came from basic around $10 went all the way up to $70 and is now trading at around $51. Do you want to own this company and do you want to own it at a level of 48? So for me, and again, every trader is different. For me, this would be a no. I don't want to own this company. It's not yet profitable. This is a so-called growth stock, right? I mean, it's very typical for growth stocks to not being profitable just yet. However, usually growth stocks are growing explosively. And we see that the stock prices here grow dramatically. However, the profits are still not there. In fact, they were posting a loss. So for me, this would be a no. So if you're going back to the wheel scanner, this is where I would mark this as a no. So let me just show you where I'm putting the flag of a no there. Now let's take a look at the next one. The next one is JNUG, J-N-U-G. So and again, if you're just looking at the chart, we see, oh my gosh, this is all over the place. So the first question is, do you want to own JNUG? So this is a gold miner index, as you can see here. Let me just zoom in and mark it. So it's a gold miners index and it's a so-called 2x. What does this mean? This means that it moves with an accelerator of two times. So if the regular gold miners index, which is by the way, GDX, if this goes up by 1%, this puppy here, JNUG will move 2%. And if GDXJ goes down by 1%, then this will go down by 2%. So everything is amplified. You need to know this because whenever you see something here on the scanner or when you're looking at stocks, whenever it says, you see 2X, 2X, sometimes it says 3X, I personally like to stay away from this. So this is where the name kind of already gives it away. And I say this would be a no for me. In fact, this is I never trade those. And we recently implemented these flags, these little skulls 
that say never trade never these things. Okay, so you get a better idea. Now let's take a look at the next one, Newegg. So Newegg is a computer company, N-E-G-G. So let's take a look at this. So first of all, let's go back to trading view, bring up Newegg, N-E-G-G. And again, we can quickly look at the financials to get a better idea of how this company is doing. Now, if you look at the financials here, you see, okay, so they have been around for a few more years. So we have four years of data and that's the max that we are getting. So we get a maximum of four years of data. And you see in 2017, well, they had a little bit of revenue and they made a small profit. Then they decided to expand like crazy because most probably it looks like they went public in 2017. So as they went public, they got an influx of cash and it seems that they use this cash to dramatically grow their revenue. Look at this. I mean, from next to nothing to holy cannoli, like $2 billion. While they were doing it, they were posting a small loss. So that's usual. I mean, if you're exploding in revenue, we can probably look at the financial statements, but you get the idea here, the revenue, it grew explosively and that you're investing then in marketing and infrastructure and hiring more people or something like this. This obviously would be cool. However, then when they went a little bit down 2019, 2020, okay, they are posting nice gains here. So that's not bad. So this is not a growth company. It was a growth company in 2017. Right now, it is more of a value stock. Now let's take a look at the chart and see what we are seeing on the chart. I'm actually here right now on a weekly chart. So you see that they started around trading at around what $5. Then they jumped up to $25 recently. Recently, something happened that they went from $5 to $80 and then came plummeting down to around $15. So going back and looking at the scanner right now, we see that it comes up with a strike price of 13. And the 13 level is probably somewhere around there. Now, take a look at this. Do you want to own this stock? I mean, just looking at the financials, it seems pretty solid, but I do not know what the heck happened that drove it up from $8 to $80. Some rumors because, uh, and as quickly as it went up, it came all the way crashing down. So I do not want to own the stock. And this is why I marked it here with a no. Not saying that I would never trade it. Well, probably, yeah. I don't think that I would ever trade it. This is just too crazy for me. Now, we already talked about NUGT. So let's take a look at the last one. Let's take a look at Sono, which is Sonos Technology. We can take a quick look here to see what they do. And you might be familiar with the company. So they have home sound systems. So loudspeakers, surround systems, these sound bars, right? I mean, this is what they do. This is what we see here. Uh, let me just zoom in a little bit so that you can see a little bit what they are doing. So, I mean, overall does sound like a reasonable company, right? Now let's take a look at the chart. You see the chart also looks pretty good, but maybe we should first take a look at the financials. Let's take a look at Sono here. Let's take a look at the key stat and you already see this is a super solid growth stock here, right? They're actually uh, posting nice growth, as you can see year over year, nice growth. And there's the profits right? These, these little green blips. So they are profitable. They're not growing like crazy. They're growing slow and steady. And they've been around probably for many, many years. I don't know, 
for how long they've been around. This is not too bad. So keep in mind right now we are still on weekly charts. So I'm looking here at daily charts. What I like to see when I'm trading stocks according to the wheel, I would like to look back for the last eight weeks and see if I can identify some levels of support. So first of all, do I want to own Sonos? And I say, yeah, I wouldn't mind owning Sonos. So they are solid growth stock, making profits, growing slow but steady. We are good here. So if you're looking back over the last eight weeks, right now it's September. So, I mean, we can go back as, as far as here May and we look, do we see solid support somewhere? And we see a solid support at 32. Now we could be a little bit more aggressive and say, ah, you know what, they dipped below 32 a few times. And right now, even at 33, this would be good support, right? Wouldn't you agree? I mean, just looking here at the chart, uh, you get a better idea of what is happening. So let's take a look at the PowerX Optimizer and let's see where right now we have some premium. If we are zooming in here, we see that it says a strike price of 34. For me, 34, this is a little bit risky. It's a little bit risky because this here is not really solid support. I mean, just looking at the chart, I told you, would be very happy at the 32 level. But the two main parts of the question is, first of all, do you want to own the stock? Sonos? Yeah, I, I want to own the stock. I wouldn't mind owning Sonos. Number two, at the strike price where currently you see premium. And uh, for me, looking at this, I do not want to own Sonos at 34. However, if this dips a little bit more and I have an opportunity to sell the 32 put, then yes, I would be very interested. So this is why right now I like to mark this as a maybe. Why is it a maybe? Because all I need, I'm already okay with criteria number one, I want to own the stock. Criteria number two at this level, no. But you see, since I already have one of the two criteria that is met here, this helps me dramatically. Is this helpful at all uh, that you know how I pick the stocks and how I look at the list of potential candidates? Uh, do, do me a favor, if you find this helpful at all, uh, just click on like. This helps me to see because then I can quickly see it at a glance here at the computer if you're liking this. And I'll do more of these videos where I'll give you a real life example and walk through this. But right now, let's talk about right and what went wrong there of uh, why I am in the situation that I'm in. Because this is where I just violated my rule of looking for growth stocks. I got a little bit greedy, I must admit, right? And I was bored out of my mind. I was stuck actually in Florida. Uh, during the ice storm that we had in Texas. And there was not much to trade. And I got a little bit impatient. And you see, if today, I mean, there were several opportunities today, but overall today we had an up day. What does it mean? Well, we talked about it in the beginning of the show. Markets were up uh, between 1% and 1.5%. When this is happening, there's not a lot of premium inputs, right? And this is what we see that today we had a bunch of no's or even nevers. Monday, I mean on Monday when the markets plummeted 2%, there were plenty of opportunities. On Monday, I'll show you. I traded uh, JPM Morgan, so JP Morgan. I traded XUS Steel. I traded Boeing. Oh, we'll get to this trades here in a moment, but there's nothing on the trade. And so I was stuck there and I was bored and I was looking for a trading opportunity. And I, I don't make mistakes very often, but when I do, <laughs> so let's take a look at this, right? 
And again, just going through the usual due diligence, looking here at the financials. Well, Wright has actually no income at all, no income, but you see, there's no income, but a lot of losses. So no income is already something, it's a big no, okay? No income means for me, no trade, <laughs> okay? But I told you, I violate this rule. But knowing what you know now, you quickly see of why I made a mistake there. Now, in terms of do I want to own the stock at the strike price, this is where if you go back to the levels that we had, I think it was trading around 25, 27. The strike price was 21.50. At that point, just looking at the chart, just looking at the chart, it looked like we were in a solid uptrend, right? I mean, here's an up channel. Uh, we broke out of this one. So technically, the price was okay. But I wanted it the first out of the two criteria. This is not a stock that I should not have traded. Now, we'll see how this ends. I mean, right now I have an unrealized loss. I know that some of you like to argue of how I should trade this unrealized loss for me. An unrealized loss is subject to change. I, I mean, in my account, it's subject to change a few $10,000 a day because I'm trading a $250,000 in cash there, so $500,000 in buying power. And even this is a, it's a little bit smaller account than I usually trade, but uh, right now I've uh, stacked away some money out of the account for a possible real estate transaction. I'll tell you more about this another day. Anyhow, so there you go. The two most important things really is when you're looking at potential wheel candidates is number one, do you want to own the stock? And then number two, do you want to own it at the strike price? And this is where I showed you the example of Sonos that in general, I would like to own the stock, but not at this strike price. So I, I hope that you found this helpful. And if you did, uh, just click on like, and I'll also have a couple of more videos popping up right now here on the screen somehow that uh, show you in more depth what the wheel strategy is, how it does. I'll probably also have a video popping up about flying rescue missions because this is what I like to do when a trade gets in trouble. So take a look at these videos and then I'll see you in the next video. All right, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And if you could do me a huge favor and rate it, that would mean a lot to me. Just leave a five-star rating and let others know what you think about the podcast. Also, you can go to rockwelltrading.com social where you'll find links to all of my social media accounts, as well as event info, blogs, and other cool updates I have for you. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to join me next time. Until then, have a great time, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.